Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the jokes. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget the mother folks, cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Handy is straight up and Randolph ain't here for racist. When Tim Miller hit, that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of this shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Mike B. Be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. JL Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Yeah. Dominic. Puerto Rico, Suave. I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Puerto Rico, look. A Puerto Rico, Suave. Hey, what's happening? It's Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And I'm back, PD Still. The masked PD Steel for no reason at all. Yeah, Just people masked. like, why is PD muffled right now? Masked up for no reason at all. MF Doom. If you don't like it, I'll disappear. <laughs> Fuck y'all. PS M- Doom. No, no, MF Zoom is what this is. <laughs> <laughs> yep. MF. This is how this how it is rap- now. You're gonna start rapping about Hennessy and bong water. <laughs> That's two <laughs> things you don't fuck with no more, man. <laughs> yep. yep. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Triple shot of yak. The chaser of bong water. <laughs> oh we're back uh we were recording uh for those well freeloaders you don't know but everybody else knows we had a an epic podcast uh monday's podcast i think we went what two hours in uh yeah we were we were about two hours uh which meant we ran out of time i went to a march black lives matter march through arlington Bong, bong, bong. We got about a mile and a half before we had to pull off. We had the kids with us. Too hot? Uh, no, they were going from, you know where they were going from? They were going from, the, you know that Drew Community Center where the black folks live in Arlington? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where my barbershop is, where I used right. to go get shaves at. Uh, so there's a community center, right? That's where all black people in Arlington live, is the Drew area right there. They were placed there. <laughs> put there so that's where they all like live so you start from there all the way to the courthouse okay in in i guess in clarendon yeah it's about it's about it's about three miles one way three and a half what was it three and a half yeah it's about three and a half miles one way Uh, so So, was the plan to walk all three and a half miles originally walk up glebe walk uh all up glebe to 50 yeah and then i guess 50 in Okay. You know, I don't know what the how they plan to walk 50. You can't walk on 50. So I don't know what the plan was. But I know they have police escort. So, you know, when my wife went to a march, that's two months ago probably. And it started at the courthouse. Okay. And went into D.C. And I think the, the route was to go down 50 hmm. from like courthouse. I guess you kind of go down by ragtime and get on 50. Right. Right, but I yeah, I guess they must have had the road closed because well, that's the no, way I drive when I go to Ragtime. I'll sometimes yeah. drive up the same route they were going, drive up to 15 and take a swing a right take up, right on Ted Street, right, right, and oh. then go to yeah, and then go down and swing back, you know, and and head uh-huh. up in because I like to park in that parking lot by the movie theater, which is right by the courthouse. 
Yeah. Cross street from the cross street from the police station. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've uh, been to the courthouse many times for work inside baseball for the listeners. Yeah. So we got about a good mile. I think we got about a good mile, mile and a half of walking, but we had my daughter and her little buddy with us. So we just they, wanted them to, they so tapped they out. Feel, they could feel what a marsh felt like, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it I a think for real, Mar- it was a for real stopping traffic, people honking. Oh, marsh. okay. Yeah. So you were, did anyone throw bricks? <laughs> well, most of the people were a lot of uh, supportive honks. Yeah, the yeah. Beep, beep and the fist out the window. I think the term is supportive honky. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, <laughs> you didn't have your daughter like making Molotov cocktails? Not this time. <laughs> Not this time. Put on your gas mask. All right, here yeah, we go. This time. So that was her a supportive buddy wasn't peer pressuring her or anything? Huh? Her buddy wasn't peer pressuring her or anything? Well, like her that? buddy, like we were buddy, we walked up and the cops were sitting there and her buddy goes, oh, like trepidatious. Oh, I was like, you are a blonde white girl. You'll be okay. <laughs> oh, this what's her face from the neighborhood? The little one he's living underneath me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She now lives uh, in another little spot around the corner. Oh, wow. Same neighborhood? Yeah. They got, little, they got the little townhouse one. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. You know? Moving on up. So I left them there. I walked back and got the car. It's always that walk back. <laughs> Walked back and got the car and then came back to them. Yeah. The thing to do would have been to park, park one car at the start of the march, park another car at the end of the march. Right. Walk to that car and then drive back to the other car. That right. would be the way to do it. I guess people just, they'll just Uber it sometimes, right? Like people yeah. get to the end of the march. and Yeah. You know. Just. And you get to the end of the march and you kind of rally up a little bit and then maybe there's a speech or some somebody gives a speech or something like that. Yeah. You know, but it was pretty, it was pretty multicultural, you know, and everybody was out there doing it yeah i haven't cool. been to a march uh i was kind of wanting to go on point and then like i realized i didn't like the ones around here i'm not plugged in at all right because i've seen marches go by and i'm like where how'd they know about that right you know? i guess there's like facebook groups and shit and there was one at the beginning in leesburg which is my hometown that i would have definitely gone to had i known about it but i saw hey, pictures Jimmy later Barrett went to that one he went to, I think, that one, or maybe there was another smaller one the next week. Yeah. But they had it. It was basically like, um, and this is, again, this is in the midst of all the George Floyd protests, when it was really nationwide, you know, getting coverage. And it was like, again, I saw it later. I saw, like, the Facebook thing for it. Mm. It was like, this is a silent march. So they were going to just quietly walk through, like, downtown Ending oh, up at the one. courthouse. Not this march. <laughs> yeah. This one was a silent, respectful march in the midst of like all the news that whole week was, you know, tear gas and, mm-hmm. you know, cops pushing people around. So this one was like, I think they had 2,000 people. They just walked to the courthouse and then people spoke at the courthouse, right. like on the steps, right in the shadow of the Confederate statue, which um, is yeah, right in front very, of the courthouse. Very apropos. Yeah. So yeah, someone like there was a picture. Someone climbed up on the statue and put a a Black Lives Matter mask on its face. So <laughs> some white kid. There was like a picture of a kid, like and no one was stopping him. So <laughs> what about did they take down the Dixie flag at that bar around the corner from the tally ho? Uh, I you know I didn't see it up. I haven't seen it up the last. I haven't been by there that much recently. But yeah, that bar was. Um, Paint. Well, I don't know what it is. It has. It's gone through different names, but it was a biker bar for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
which is a weird place for a biker bar in the middle of that town, but it was Payne's Biker Bar. And then it became Payne's Biker Cafe. So upscale. <laughs> you know, they, they, put, they put seats out front so they could charge another $2. <laughs> right. They yeah, have like those biker uh, bars where it starts. You let those shit birds stick around too long and they upgrade. It's like yeah. long scale. You know, you got to take them out early. <laughs> they, st- <laughs> like, <laughs> they start serving like cocktail shrimp and mimosas yeah. and shit. And then, um, now it's called something saloon, but I think the sign in the window still says Payne's. <laughs> biker saloon? Payne's. It doesn't say biker on the outside, but if you look in the window, the, the, on the window there's a sign. But for years, there's been a neon sign in the front window because it's right across from the courthouse. It says better off here than across the street. So <laughs> that's, uh, I delivered pizza to Payne's a couple times when I was delivering pizza. But it was just like staff. I, could, I, I didn't get a vibe from it. When I, when I walked yeah. in. Anybody checked on Brian Jett? Has he lost his mind yet? <laughs> I'm still Facebook friends with that guy, but he's I don't our know. he's our local Confederate apologist. <laughs> <laughs> heritage, man. Heritage. Not hate. I feel like it's heritage and hate. I think not it's is a, the wrong it's word. It's a heritage of hate. <laughs> right. Heritage of hate. It's that little second word that's the problem. <laughs> it's a heritage of hate. Is yeah. what it sounds it is. like a new Call of Duty edition or something. <laughs> Call of Duty. Heritage of hate. <laughs> Call of Duty. Old time warfare. Heritage of hate. Heritage of hate. <laughs> Do I get to kill Confederate soldiers? Because I'm playing. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of I mean if they're gonna start renaming shit, there's a lot of shit they can rename in that town. Probably. Yeah. Well, they should have never named it in the first place, you know? And they should they should say the real reason why you named it that was to intimidate people. Well, Leesburg well, was not named really after the town is town is Leesburg. They don't yeah. uh they're, they're, there's like a, a a notion that it was named after Robert E. Lee. It wasn't. It was named like a hundred years before that, after some other guy named Lee, right? Who Robert E. Lee turned out to be descended from, right? So that other guy probably owned <laughs> slaves too. So yeah, it's like Robert E. Lee's great uncle. Yeah, who owns uh, slaves also? So oh, and there's a plantation in Leesburg, <laughs> uh, Oatlands Plantation. People have weddings yeah. there. Yeah, uh, of course they f- do. They of course they get married at a, at a concentration camp. Why wouldn't they? My friend Kevin has written two books about. Uh, one was about. Uh, post Civil War slaves who became freed and settled in the area. One was about, I think, um, uh, something about just the history of black people in the area. But he gave mm-hmm. a talk at Oatlands Plantation because a lot of the people in his book were there. And there were descendants of those slaves there at the talk, you know, hmm. they're on the grounds where their, you know, ancestors were enslaved. Right. So there's a lot right. of. I mean, the, the last names that, you know, he now move out of the way. I got to get married. Yeah. Right. Are you guys going to be very long? <laughs> uh, we actually have this place booked for three o'clock. So it's very picturesque here. <laughs> so beautiful. Just like gone with the wind. Yeah. I don't, I never been there, but there was like a couple, there were a couple of school functions. Uh, my brother's class went to one once when we were like in elementary school, but I never went there. Oatlands Plantation. Have you guys done um, breakfast at George Washington's place yet? Petey, you might have done it. Breakfast at George Washington's place. What's that? Not Vernon? Vernon? Not Vernon? Have you done breakfast out there yet? I don't think so. No, it's good. No. We did it once years ago. Ava was a baby baby. She was maybe 18 months, maybe. 
and uh, my wife's buddies were in town, and they they wanted to go. We're gonna go have breakfast at Mount Vernon. It's a brunch. You go to brunch at Mount Vernon, and then you do a tour. And I was like, I'm not going on a tour. <laughs> like, you don't want to go on a tour? I was like, oh, are we going to go see the slave quarters? Oh, those are closed. Like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I can't, I've been to Mount Vernon when I was a kid. I think we saw the slave quarters. That was a long time ago, but um, I think they just kind of like, you know, just hurried us past like anyway <laughs> that's the slave quarters let's go to the big house <laughs> i think they have the tours of uh thomas jefferson's house probably i've never been down there but yeah i've never i've never been although we've been reading about him me and uh princess have been reading about him a lot in her book yeah uh, that stamp from the beginning adapted for children we'll be reading trying to do like a chapter a day during the week, we do like a chapter a day, and uh, she's very offended by Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> I was like, and they, and they cleaned it up. They, they cleaned it up for the book. I was like, oh, you got no idea when you when you real <laughs> when right. you learn the real deal about him. Did you explain to her that he was a brilliant man yet flawed? <laughs> <laughs> well, the book the book makes it a point to. Uh, tell you what a what a piece of shit he was at the same time as people thought he was a great person right you know so the book's like yeah he's a piece of shit <laughs> he's a piece of shit turns out that the guy who adapted the book chris went to chris went to high school with him chris lambert yeah huh. he's the guy that chris does the joke about the dude the writer with with um kobe bryant oh yeah that's that guy that oh kid. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's that kid <laughs> So he's he's kind of from the area. Yeah. Maria. It's a good book. The guy's a good writer. The guy's a good writer. He's a real good writer. It's a real good adaptation. Well, you know, Thomas Jefferson was a product of his time. Yeah. Uh, he ab- he abhorred the institution uh, of slavery. No, he didn't. They talked about the, they talked about some real writings he did with his buddy in France <laughs> where he was like, Yeah, these people need to be slaves. Right. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah, to his buddies in France he was saying that shit. When he was here, he was like, Oh no, they need to <laughs> Well sometimes they'll do like the when the founding fathers get brought up, they'll talk about how they the the dichotomy of them being against slavery but owning slaves. Yeah, they weren't against slavery. And they'll, but they'll say it as though, like, just he recognized his own hypocrisy. Like, that's a big deal. Like, that's an accomplishment. Like, but he knew that he was being hypocritical. So, (laughs) that's not a big deal. They weren't against against slavery. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, all that, they always try to paint the rosiest picture. And every now and then there's like a, Someone, one of the founding fathers who truly was against slavery, and with you know, they would they'll highlight that person. But the ones who own slaves also, they'll just be like, "But he knew it was bad, but he 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 was against it." So no, they weren't good. Are we good? <laughs> no, they weren't. They weren't against slavery. Yeah. <laughs> no, they no, they weren't. They were. They were not. That's not true. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, they weren't. They weren't that against it. We know that. <laughs> they weren't at all. You know, <laughs> there were other people who were more against it. So, is this book, this children's adaptation of Stamp, Stamp from the beginning? Yeah, yeah. Is it being circulated in like 
public schools right now or anything like well, that? Well, I mean, if Tom Cotton gets a hold of it, probably not. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You you should be. It's it's, yeah. it's it's great for for preteens and teens. It's it's well written. I think they should have somebody like myself read along with them. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think they should do that. Hey, you win that Emmy, man! It could be <laughs> award-winning fifty-one-year-old yeah. black man. Randall me and my Greer. wife were talking. Me and my wife were talking about that yesterday because I had never even really thought about it or talked about it. I was like, I don't even know if my name is on the thing. I don't know. I don't know how this shit works. I don't know what the. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Well, I can ask my cousin. I mean, he has a no one. No one. No one talks about the about the drummer. <laughs> no one. Yeah. No one talks about the bass player. Yeah. Well, my cousin. I mean, he won a Peabody, a Murrow, and a couple Emmys. And when he yeah. broke the first Peabody, he was the reporter. And when they posted it all on BAL, they just showed the fucking anchor, and maybe they showed him in like a little tiny part of the screen doing his reporting right. for a split second, even though he's the one that found the story and everything. And it was a big expose and all this shit. Yeah. Yeah. My so, wife wants me to look, she wants me to reach out to our, our boss, the newsroom director. She's like, you should ask her, <laughs> is your name on anything? <laughs> well, can it be then? I don't, I don't know. I don't know how this shit works. I don't know. I don't know if the, if the anchor gets the, the thing, I don't know. I don't know yeah. because they they feel like I know a lot of the. I think the story that is told is that a lot of the people write their own stuff, right? Yeah. But when you work around the industry for length of time, you become to realize that they don't. Right. Yeah. They can't. It's impossible. They don't. They don't write their own copy. You know, somebody else writes their copy, and then somebody like myself will come along and punch the copy. You know. Yeah. Like there's like they're the news anchor stuff, the, the like the newsy stuff they do. Um, I look at that before it goes in as they put it on and I'll, I'll add stuff to it or change the flow of it or, or stuff like that. <laughs> so I do, I go into the system and take a look at it and I'll just change it around a little bit. Maybe yeah. push up a little bit. Um, the little, the little drops that are coming back from commercial and stuff like that. Leon writes those, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like to make them sound conversational. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so Leon will write those, all those drops coming in and out of commercial, you know. Um, so do they know if you go change something, do they know, is it marked that you made the change? Oh, yeah. My name's on it. Yeah. That used to kind of bother me. But my, my boss, I was like, I don't like messing my boss. I was like, look, I hired you to do that. <laughs> so huh? just do it. <laughs> I was just like, okay. <laughs> if you see something, just change it. If you don't like it, if if you don't think it reads right, change it. <laughs> so I said, okay. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, all the people from the the local radio station that carries Nationals games. All the mm-hmm. on-air hosts got World Series rings. So that's weird. I mean, yeah. the the. You should get the Emmy. I should have your name on it. I mean, it's... I don't know. I don't know how this shit works, man. I really don't. Uh, I mean, but the uh, guy where I bought this mask from, his shop, and where I get all my gear, he worked in the rap industry, and he has, you know, gold plaques for Mob Deep and the mm-hmm. Wu-Tang's things because he was an A&R guy. Right, the... right. Go. Right. You know, I don't know if the whole team, does the whole team get something from from production all down? Because, by the way, like, okay, so... 
I'll write the script. I'll write my thoughts, send it in. Reese might add something or not. You know, it just depends on how, if it inspires him to write, to add something, himself, something, you know, we'll talk about what you want to say and then I'll figure out a way to say it. But then the production guy will add video to it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So does he right. get something? <laughs> because I think anybody who's involved in it, he'll add the video, he'll add video aspects to it. Now, sometimes I'll, I'll send him a thing of exactly what I want. <laughs> you know, I'm like, this yeah. is what you should, this is what this is. Look up this video and, and attach this video to it. Then I, then it's like, well, can we, is it legally, is there a legal problem with it? Can we do that? You know? So we build a whole thing around that. But they can't do that until I finish the writing part. So that has to happen first. So the right. first thing I do when I sit down when I sit down to work is I, I research everything and then I put it together. Then I send it in and they build a segment around it with the videos and stuff like that. You know, like one I had them put in Charlie Murphy laughing. <laughs> that Charlie Murphy laugh. Yeah. <laughs> somebody can I had the, the line. Somebody cue Charlie Murphy laughing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like everybody involved should get should share in the award. But the right. question is, do you get your name on it? Yeah, you get your own trophy to take home. Right, right, <laughs> right. But at this point, it's like, are they going to send me one? Because right, you know, Parisi is the is the is the tail is <laughs> the tail of the tail. Well, he got his Emmy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he had already been fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the work the, the but he got the, the emmy the yeah. show that won the award he worked on so. he worked on so he got the emmy yeah. you know that's the way it goes this is it this is if we even win i'm just talking about being nominated i ain't even talked about winning yet right you know so we'll see i don't know i think it's a big deal to be nominated yeah it is i don't know if reese's if the show's ever been nominated before at least for this particular thing i don't know I know different reporters have been nominated for different things. Right. You know. Right. But I don't know if 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 he's been nominated for this particular thing. I don't know. Yeah. Commentary. Network's got tons of Emmys throughout Who? the year. Channel Who? nine. Yeah. Yeah. Gordon. Peter, your your mask is muffling you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Gordon. Darren Haynes is Darren Haynes is uh nominated yeah. again. He's a sports guy. Yeah. He's 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 already won two, and he's nominated again. So I don't know. I guess he's at some point you just stop giving a shit. If you're at that level, you're like, I don't give a fuck. Give it to somebody else. He had that shit on that video with us, though, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he must give. He must care a little bit. You know, my wife, who just came back in the room, wants me to wants me to make sure your name is on it. You know. Yeah, and wear it around your neck. <laughs> just walk around with an Emmy around your neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this? Oh, that's just no. That's yeah. It's I just, just put this uh, on. You know, just a little something. <laughs> no, put it deal. on the hood of the car. No, no big deal. Yeah, I feel like if if I, I don't know what I would do if I have. I don't know if I'd have it on display if I had one. I'd have it somewhere in the house, but yeah, maybe not like on a Zoom call. And I feel weird just talking about this. I'd put it on the mantle. Fuck it. You know, put it right in the man cave with Mike B's wrestling belts and shit. <laughs> <laughs> nothing beats nothing beats the Intercontinental title, though. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> Mike B was uh, he was texting last night. He got a, another 
Yeah, I saw him when I got up this morning. I was going to text. Air fryer device. Um, he's outfitting his whole kitchen. The one he got was uh, it's a lot bigger. It's one of those toaster oven air fryer deals. So he's. I told him he got to do. A, he's got to do a side by side meat comparison. You know, <laughs> <laughs> cook the same is, thing in each one. Today is James Baldwin's birthday. Ninety six. Well, Maine put a picture of white pictures of young James Baldwin. Always looked like he saw someone across the street and said, don't that motherfucker owe me money? That picture right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's accurate. Don't that motherfucker owe me money? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So Baldwin would have been 96. 96, yeah. Because everyone talks about the, you know, because especially with John Lewis dying, the civil rights guys. Baldwin was older than all of them. Yes. He was older than Martin Luther yeah. King, Malcolm X. He had them by about five years or so, mm-hmm. or maybe a little more than that. So he was like the old veteran at that point. Well, he had been living his life in France. Yeah. And then he came back to be a witness. What he said, I come back to be a witness. Made friends with Medgar Evers, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. And then all three of them were killed within X amount of months of each other. You know? Yeah. Hey, Malcolm X was killed in 65. Yeah. Yeah. I think Medgar Evers Medgar was, was first. Was Medgar first? I think he was. Was he Medgar before was Malcolm first. X? I'm going to look it up. Um, I feel like Martin Luther King was three or four. King June, Yeah, June 12, 63. Medgar Evers was assassinated. About two months before the March on Washington. Okay. Um, June 12, 63. And then Malcolm X was 65. And yep. King was 68. Yeah. And so all his friends died within five years of each other. Yeah. They died. Excuse me. <laughs> they, were all, they were all assassinated within a few years of each other. Edgar Evers is buried at Arlington Cemetery. And the last... He was, he was working on a, on a script to do Malcolm X... Which, by the way, the studio wanted to darken Charlton Heston's skin and have him play Malcolm X. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what year was that? In the eighties? That was be- no. That was before Martin died. That's how far oh, back the script okay. went. And he he wanted he wanted Billy D. Crystal to play Malcolm X. Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. Excuse Billy D. Crystal. Billy Crystal. <laughs> well, Billy Crystal has darkened his face to play hey, people. Babe. <laughs> hey, babe. It's all Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, uh, he wanted Billy. He wanted Billy D. to play Malcolm to play to play Malcolm X in the script he was working on. Yeah, it's amazing how but much he kept. He kept having fights with the studio. I'm like, well, yeah, they wanted Charlton Heston to be. Yeah, I would imagine <laughs> you're gonna have some battles. Now, wasn't it during that era? Wasn't Charlton Heston down for the cause? Very much so. Not as much as Marlon Brando, I don't think. But yeah. Uh, James Baldwin was only a year older than Medgar Evers. Yeah, but he wasn't that much older than him. But he was older than the other guys by a few years. But they were, but they were both older than them. And he yeah. got the call. He was he was sitting at a pool with at Billy D. Williams's pool when they got the call that that uh, Martin Luther King had been shot dead. Yeah, yeah. And they were talking about the script and are we going to be able to do this and. I don't know, you know, they want Charlton Hessen. What? You know, that kind of. <laughs> All right. No. Okay. How about this for Martin Luther King, a Dustin Hoffman, <laughs> right? What do you think? Young actor on the way up. 
Yeah, well, I was skin like John Othello. The other day, and John Saxon was playing like an Arab oil tycoon. Oh, I can believe that. In the eighties, they darken his they darken his yeah, skin a little bit. Ridiculous. His name was like Sharif or something like I that. Believe, I can believe that. Yeah, and Joan <laughs> Collins was screwing him. To I, get can believe money. That. Yeah. Yeah, I can believe that. Yeah, I can believe that. I could definitely believe that. <laughs> John yeah. Saxon's only role I know him from is Enter the Dragon. The That's dragon, the only right. role I know him from, Mr. Williams. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. No, 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 Roper. Roper. Like, what are they going to do with him? Like, is he going to yeah. like swift kick Jr. <laughs> and then they, he comes in wearing a turban, and I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> Mr. Roper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was Williams' friend from Vietnam, uh, yeah. uh, Jim Kelly's friend from Vietnam, Roper. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. That shit is so hilarious to me. So you so they had him playing, a, playing an Arab. Oh, my God. Yeah, Google it. I mean, there weren't any thought pieces about it going back to Oh, Dynasty not back then. Not back then, yeah. No, but you know, because they remade Dynasty. I got into the old one, and then they took it off Prime before I could get to, like, season three. But they had some mad problematic shit. So when they I think remade- they had her have a black sister for a minute. Wasn't Diane Carroll her sister? No. Uh, I don't think so. What was Diane Carroll's role on Dynasty? Let me see. Diane Carroll... I wrote. I had to write a thing about her too when she passed away. Diane Carroll, Dynasty. How do they spell Diane? Diane. The D I A H. She spells it weird. Yeah, it's like D I A H A N N or something like that. Yeah, there's a there's an N in there somewhere, right? How could it be in an H? D I H D I H A N N N N N N. Yeah, two N's and an H. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then. Make your name memorable. And then, and then. <laughs> Who does she play? Well, here she is in the thing, sitting between the two other broads. Damn, that shit ran for nine years. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, I feel like I watched it. Had a bunch of spinoffs. Dynasty, the Colbys, Dynasty, the Reunion. Won a Golden Globe. I never watched. I maybe I was, I was not into. Uh, I was you, too you young for those this, shows, but you know, I never watched. She played. She played Dominique Devereaux. Ah, huh. uh, of course. From what season? Because I think after two, it had to have been then. Yeah, I'm looking here. It's hard to fucking nail down. I never Career watched Falcon Crest. Work. That was another one of those. Hell yeah. I never watched any of those. Those prime she was in time. Blues. She was in Mobile Blues, wasn't she? You know, she was in the Five Heartbeats. Yeah. With with Eddie Kane. Yeah. Michael Wright. The didn't savage. she smack? Didn't she smack Red in the face? Nah. I think she smacked Red. Didn't she smack Red? I think so. They should do an unsung on the Five Heartbeats. Oh, I'm sure they've already done like that. Like a, I mean, like a parody of like as though they were a real group. Okay, so she did 74 episodes on the on Dynasty. There's Dominique Devereaux. Wow. 84 to 87, my high okay. school years, and then she did three. She did seven episodes on one of their spinoffs. Okay, so I didn't get to her season. Here we go. She's the half sister of millionaire Blake Carrington. 
Yeah, oh, there you go. That would she's make the half sister of of Charlie from Charlie's Angels. <laughs> don't know. In fact, people don't know that he played. He was the voice. Hello, oh, really? Yeah, John Forsyth. Yeah, I think I think in that time I was still watching Dukes of Hazard. I wasn't. Uh, I hadn't graduated. Problematic to prime time. Problematic. We now, loved that show. She's that supposed was... to be. She's supposed to be half black. Look at that. Look at that. Oh my. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, half sister. I'm like, eh. don't get me wrong. I'm happy she got the work, but okay. Yeah. So and there's who played her. They had Michelle Michelle play her later on. Oh, uh, she looks very God. different. Like, well, that makes kind of makes more sense. Oh boy, they stuck her in the half black category. They passed her over for Purple Rain and let Olga Carlotto's play Princess Mom. <laughs> did they pass her over? Did she get passed? No, I'm just making it. She probably girl. did. But my well, she be. was fine. Michelle, Michelle, well, she was fine in uh, New Jack City. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was uh, uh, Nino's love interest in that for a minute, and then he ditched her. I gotta watch that movie again. It's been too long. I know. I, 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 I feel like they they don't play it enough. They don't play it in black shits enough. The way it should do. be a classic Saturday afternoon, right? You know, USA Network kind right. of movie. But I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm just not checking for it. Right. When's the last time you watched? Um, oh, Boys in the Hood or Don't Be a Menace to South Central. When's the last time I you watched Boys in the Hood on July 4th this year when I was out at Shenandoah and I was in my hotel that night and the girl I was hiking with had never seen it because, you know, she grew up in... seen Boys in the Hood? No, she was, you know, a, an extra white girl, let's just say okay. that. And uh, I had to kind of, you know break down some scenes and some slang and terminology and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was good. It, it resonated. It made me feel different about it than it did like 10 years ago or 20 years ago or whatever. It does hold up. It's a good movie. Yeah. I I've probably, I mean, I haven't seen it in years, but I've probably seen that movie, you know, 20 times. It was kind of <laughs> always on for a while that and do the right thing. I haven't yeah. seen that in a long time. Although that's yeah. on right now, you can catch that on Strong Black Leads. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, they put that at Shaft. I watched yeah. that. Yeah, day, Shaft is on Strong Black Leads. Mm-hmm. First black superhero. I try to tell people that they don't they don't get it <laughs> when I tell people that he's the first black superhero. Shaft, Gordon Parks mm-hmm. wanted to give America the wanted to give black people their first black superhero. Shaft, you watch that opening shot. That's a superhero walking, baby. Oh yeah, it's cold open and it's just flapping behind him. That's a superhero. That's his cape. <laughs> Woo. I got an idea, guys. Let's do Shaft, but have him played by Dennis Hopper. What do you say? <laughs> what do you say? It'd be perfect. We'll darken his skin. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll just do like dim lighting when he's on. That's all. It'll be perfect. <laughs> just walking with that with that coat. The cold doesn't bother Shaft. What? Cold? Fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm indestructible. I'm shaft. I watched. I tried to watch uh, the one with the shaft and his kid, Samuel Jackson, and uh, 
Yeah. Um, who, the, who the kid is that played? Oh, it was like three generations of Shaft. Three generations of Shaft. Was Richard Roundtree was in it. Even though Samuel Jackson and Richard Roundtree are like two years apart right. <laughs> in age. <laughs> They're like literally like two years apart in age. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why they made him Uncle Shaft in the real Yeah. yeah. I knew something like that. Yeah. Uncle Shaft. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had like a little baby Shaft or I guess like teenager yeah, Shaft. Yeah, he's a young. He's, he's John Shaft's son. John Shaft III. Okay. Yeah, I never saw I saw when they did the remake with Samuel Jackson. I never saw the one. That one's fine. That one's yeah. fine because it has um uh, what's the actor's Christian name? Bale. The, him too, but the uh, the dude who played Peoples. Oh, um that guy's a great actor, and his name always slips me. He's fucking amazing. What the fuck is his name? Okay, let's let's go to the cast. <laughs> Let's go to the cast. Yeah, I saw that one at the theater. Actually, I, I remember thinking it was all right. I didn't like love it. Somebody, or... somebody is losing their mind right now listening to us. Yeah, <laughs> you guys don't know anything. Yeah. Well, you can uh, you can uh, not listen. Okay, so here's a th- here's the second one, which I don't want. Jesse Usher played Shaft the Shaft the Third, so he was a kid. Little Shaft. That's the one. That's little. She's little Shaft. I am thinking of cast peoples Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright. Wright. Yeah. yeah. Peoples. Peoples Hernandez. It had Sam Jackson, Vanessa Williams, Jeffrey Wright, Christian Bale, Busta. Yeah. And Hedaya, Tony Collette, Richard Roundtree, uh-huh. Ruben Santiago Hudson. Had a lot of good actors in this. Uh-huh. Lynn Thinpeg. Lynn Thigpen? Yeah. From the Warriors? Yep. Hey, Papas. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Wow. Carmen San Diego. I think she's Carmen San Diego, Carmen too. I think. San Diego, too. Yep. Yeah. Andre Royo. He's a really good actor. Tattoo. Yeah. Makai Pfeiffer. No shit. Yeah. And who directed it? I want to say it was Van Peebles. John Singleton. John Singleton? It. I thought it was more Van Peebles. I get those guys confused. You get them confused? <laughs> yeah, I want to say it was full cast and crew. So uh, this podcast is going up on Thursday. Um, as long as if the world is still here. Is Louis Gohmert still alive? <laughs> you know, you haven't heard anything about him since, since uh, he's made the thing, since he's made his announcement. Yeah. Uh, it was directed by, yeah, John Singleton. Yeah, you haven't heard anything from him since he made the announcement. He said he was going to take um, hydro. Hydrochloroquine. Yeah, I'm like, well, fucking good for you, buddy. That dude's a, I mean, before this, that dude has always been an idiot. Yeah. Like, you know he like was a judge, right? Yeah, I think he, a lot of these guys, like on paper, are smart, you know, but there's a whole list of Louis Gohmert quotes that are just dumb as shit. Yeah, and he he kind of comes across as like this, you know, mouth-breathing, slack-jawed kind of guy. I mean, maybe he likes to pretend to be folksy for political purposes. I'm sure some of them do that. Yeah, he's like a, he's a hayseed. Down home. Huh. I ain't scared of no virus. He's a he's a fucking hasty. Then it was the reports have come out like people in his office were trying to wear masks. 
you know, right. and he was talking shit to him. Because he wanted to set an example. <laughs> because what people don't understand is that these people who work for these centers and stuff like that, they're career people. They right. just, a new motherfucker comes, they get assigned to them, and you got to go work to them. You got to go work for them. You know? Right. But you may not have their political leanings. You may not even like the motherfucker, but you, this is just your job. And you got to go do your just, mainly just a lot of little paperwork bullshit jobs. Yeah. So he's fucking leaning on these people, and they're like, I'm going to wear a mask. Well, you should wear a mask. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Because he wanted to project, uh, a, he wanted to be like project strength to America that we yeah. are going to work without masks on. That the virus doesn't give a fuck about your show of strength. Yeah, viruses the, don't care. The day he tells them, he doesn't have a mask on while he's telling them. Right. Uh, so let me call you all into my little cramped office here and let me tell you something. Uh, hey, boy, uh, if look, I had a morning, let me tell you guys. Look, I've got it. Oh, and he's just blowing in people's <laughs> face. Jesus Christ, man. Now, come over here and give me a hug. Come on. <laughs> give old Louie a hug before I go quarantine 14 days. I won't be able to hug you. Jesus Christ, man. Then he goes on the thing and says he might have got it because he was wearing a mask. I think because I was wearing masks that I got it. Is that why you think you got it? Or could it just been that you were hanging around with dumbass other dumbass people? You think because the mask <laughs> somehow gets or the virus gets in the mask and it you blow it back into yourself. Is that what you do? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, and it comes back. It goes down your into your lungs. Ah, okay. Because you blow it back. Hey, if you didn't have the mask on, you would have blown it out into the world, and infected others perhaps. But you wouldn't have gotten it yourself. Okay. I think it's probably a mask. I mean, I wore a mask one time. One time, I went to burn a cross. I had to wear a mask. <laughs> I mean, it's just comical. All these fucking people getting it. Yeah, I mean, it's comical, but it shouldn't be of any surprise to anybody. They have, it's not like they've been trying to not get it, you know? Yeah, but they just think they can just will their way into not getting coronavirus. They can just right. decide it's not real and decide it's over, and that's the end of it, you know? Well, I call it the finger in the ears defense. La, 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 la. Put your fingers in your ears. <laughs> la, 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 la. I cannot hear what Jeffrey is saying. You're right. <laughs> like, that, like that's going to stop anything. It's fucking ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. So we'll see if he, if he makes it through. Maybe he'll pull a Rand Paul and nothing will happen. I mean, odds are he will make it through, but he is older, yep. right? And I mean, he's in his 70s, Louis Gohmert, probably. I'm going to go on a limb here and say he's not in the best of shape. Probably not in the best shape. And then the other thing for me is how seriously are these guys taking quarantine? You know what I mean? Like, is he really going to stay home or is he going to go, go out and do some shopping and hang out and, you know, potentially infect other people? Well, he doesn't think there's a problem. So I would say the latter. Yeah. I mean, it's just the whole thing. It's him and Herman Cain, all these fucking people. It's like, grow up, man. The black folks said, I was watching that video again. Terrence Williams and them dancing around. Look at the coons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that song came out like a couple of years ago. It hit the internet and then someone put it over top of that dancing clip and it seems to fit. <laughs> like They're almost on beat, strangely enough. Yeah, way on beat, which is weird because I would expect none of them to be on beat. Yeah, accidentally on beat. 
Yeah. I don't know if they're on beat with that song or if they were off beat on another song. Yeah, I mean, that song wasn't playing at the Tulsa. What if that song was playing at the Tulsa rally? They're like, that's our jam. Holy shit. Selfie time. I mean, who knows? But somehow, maybe the video was sped up or slowed down to looking, put them on beat. Looking up Terrence Williams on Twitter right now. Terrence K. Williams. I uh, I muted him on Twitter a long time ago. Him, Candace Owens, a couple other people. Just so, no, just so when people dunk on them, because you know, that means you see their tweets. I'm like, I don't want to see Terrence K. Williams bullshit, you know? Yeah. His little split screen videos. Bugging his eyes out. Look what the liberals are doing. Well, they tossed me off Twitter anyway a couple times, so it's better for me. I don't see any of it. <laughs> but you don't even know why they kicked you off? They said one time I incited violence, which they never explained. See, the thing about them is when they kick you off, they just give you like a generic reason. They don't say like, oh, this was the specific tweet and this was how this was reflected or whatever. Yeah. Who knows why they don't explain it? Maybe they're afraid they'll get sued if they actually tell you and you object or something like it's a violation of free speech. But um, or they just don't want to get into it. They don't think they have the time. Who knows? But isn't it, I mean, someone has to report your tweet, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think some people did. I think in the first case, I mean, I had 3,300 followers. Some of them were verified and such. And, you know, I talk back to people here and there, not usually disrespectful. Am I back? Yeah, you're back. Yeah, yeah my internet connection dropped. Here and there. But it, nonetheless, um, I think that they just didn't want me. I don't know. Uh, Facebook, I think, and I've never, I've never been in Facebook jail or Twitter jail. Uh, right. but I think Facebook will show you the post. Right. It will. Yeah. Have you had that happen? People, no, I've never had that happen because then when that happens, you put something up and or you'll see somebody who got out of Facebook jail to say, here's a screenshot of the thing that got me kicked <laughs> off. You know, look at fucking Facebook, these pieces of shit, but it's like you're using it to post that. So you know yeah. what's what you know because i think but i think even on facebook people have to report it someone has to report it yeah oh most certainly you know most certainly but twitter they don't give you the exact detail i mean i can more or less assume which tweets they were from time to time yeah because it was one time where i got it i don't think it's coincidental it was around the time this rona stuff started happening and trump was going up there not wearing a mask and i made a comment like couldn't he be arrested the same way someone who would knowingly has HIV and is spreading it around as like a weapon would be, that's a crime. That's like a felony offense in a lot of places. And it went viral. And, uh, within one day they were like, yeah, you're, you know, making offensive or hate filled statements or something like that. When that's just a scientific question, you right. know, like, come on. But, that to me was what it was that time. Were you wishing that Trump died from it? I didn't say that. No. Okay. Cause that's, that to me, that would be like the, if they were going to say you crossed the line, it would be threats of, you know, whatever death. I don't know. 
Well, but people make death threats all the time on Twitter. Like that's that's the thing. It's like you see people all the time posting shit that they've been sent on Twitter. Right. So I, I think don't know. what they took it as is, you know, Mr. Steele, you said that he's knowingly doing that, like he's some kind of a killer or something, or an and I mean, in a sense, I kind of was by logical deduction of what, you know, you do if you don't wear a mask at press conferences packed like cigar tubes, you know? Yeah, there's a the last uh, Terrence Williams tweets I'm seeing here is whenever everyone's getting the heat, is he put a tweet up saying, people keep sending me this video of me and Herman Cain dancing at the Trump Tulsa rally. They're laughing and making fun of his death and blaming Trump. No one's laughing, <laughs> you know, but he was a grown man and could have caught COVID from anywhere. We loved him. Stop laughing. Evil. Have you noticed that people around Trump all end up talking like Trump? You know that? Yeah, that little last word punctuation. We loved sad. him. Stop laughing. Evil. <laughs> I was a negative for COVID before and after. This is another tweet. I was, I was with Herman Kame. I'm negative today. Stop throwing his death in my face and please stop pointing the finger and making his death about politics. He was a good man and very intelligent. We will miss you, Herman. Fucking idiots. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, whatever. He's got a brand. You know, like, you could pick apart his little stupid points anytime you want, but is he funny? Like, is he a good comic? <laughs> Isn't he a comedian? Probably not. I don't think I think I, I think I saw a clip of him once, but it was a short clip. Like, I don't even know how competent he is as a comic. He just packs rooms, getting a bunch of his sick events from Twitter to come mm -hmm. in there and then retweet him and say how he's like one of the last comics keeping it real and tell well, him he, how he's part of that deplorables of comedy tour. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I don't know how big they got. I'm sure they had some shows that were packed out, but then he got big on Twitter doing those split screen videos where, you know, where was, you have a video playing on one side and you're reacting to it on the other side. Uh -huh. And, um, Trump retweeted one of his videos one time. And so he was like, oh, thanks, Trump. <laughs> you know, and he got like a lot more attention. But now he's almost he's seen as like a guy to be taken seriously, I guess, in that in that world. Mm -hmm. This just like, popped up. Yoni Cepetis, he hasn't he plays for the Mets, has okay. not reported to the ballpark today. He did not reach out to management for an explanation. And any attempts to reach him have been unsuccessful. <laughs> what does that mean? You think you know what that means? He was like, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> you know what? Nah, I'm not doing it no more. <laughs> had he been um had he been like maybe hesitant to play? Well, I'm re I'm I'm checking I'm researching the story now. The Mets have not been able to contact this came up at 1.43 p.m. <laughs> the Mets have not been able to contact Jonas, who did not report to Truist Park for Sunday's game against the Atlanta Braves. He didn't reach out to manage with management. Any explanation for his absence or attempts to contact? Well, he's at Magic City if they're in Atlanta. Well, I mean, he might be in he trouble. Go get some wings. Something might have happened to him. We don't know. Didn't he go? Didn't he go get some wings? Lemon pepper wings. <laughs> Most certainly. He's wings a and breasts. Hitter. The blue yeah, I don't broiler. It could be. Uh, he could be. You know, he could be fucking dead somewhere. We don't know. Or he could just be getting a table dance and getting some wings. Has he been known to just blow off baseball games? Can though? get a table dance? He's coming off injuries from a couple years back. So 
hey man, listen, this baseball shit ain't getting no better. So, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> it ain't getting no better. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, they had to try. Matter of fact, somebody had a heart condition. They just sent. It yeah, to Boston them. Red Sox pitcher. Yeah, yeah, he's out now because of his heart condition. The diamond is in the rough. I think he was, he had coronavirus, the Red Sox pitcher. Coronavirus? (laughs) Red Sox pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez out for the season with post-COVID-19 heart condition. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we keep saying is like the, everybody keeps saying, well, you know, you didn't, you're not going to die. I'm like, that's, that's the, (laughs) that's what, yeah, that's one outcome. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I, back when I used to teach driver improvement class years ago, um, this guy was, you know, he was like a teenager, and he was like trying to be like fucking cool guy, tough guy. He was like, uh, I think somehow the topic of seatbelts came up, and he was like, hey, man, I don't wear a seatbelt. <laughs> I was like, okay, why not? He goes, hey, man, if I die, I die. You know? If I, die. I said, well, what if you don't die? What if you just go through a windshield? And now you're paralyzed for the rest of your life and you got to eat applesauce forever. Uh-huh. You ever thought about that? Like there's a lot of gap. There's a big gap between living, living and dead and dying. <laughs> what about the quality of life? What about the burden you're going to be on everybody else? What if you go through your windshield and hit someone in another car and they die? So he just kind of shut up after that. But that's sort of myopic view of like, Hey man, it's just my life. It's not just your life. Is it? Uh-uh-uh. Yeah, the Red Sox pitcher. Driver uh, improvement. Yeah, I taught driver improvement. It, basically, if you get too many tickets, they make you sit in the class and watch boring ass videos for eight hours. Someone has to push yeah. play. Because that'll teach you. So I'm the guy to push his play. Uh, it. The thing is, I think it would teach you a little bit, but mostly it was the deterrent factor, the punishment of taking up a whole Saturday. You know, to go sit in this fucking class. In school suspension. Yeah, and you know what? It was Virginia had a rule. Virginia created a rule like some years back where if you're under 20 years old, so if you're a teenager and you get any moving violation at all, they require you to take the class. So you don't have to have a ton of tickets. You don't have to have a terrible driving record. If you're young, you get so the classes were full of like 19 year olds who uh, you know they stand out all night the night before. They're they're on three hours of sleep. They don't want to be there. And every class also had about two or three, like 50, 60 year old range people. Uh, and they loved it. <laughs> like they were like, they were like, we're, it's like I'm back in school. Like they show up, they sit up front, they got a little notebook, they're taking notes. <laughs> like they're reliving like the, so some good days. I kind of like this. I like, haven't been in this environment before. Meanwhile, behind them, there's like 18 year olds snoring. <laughs> I have to keep waking them up and shit. Um, but it's the it's the punishment factor because some states do the exact same class in four hours, some states do it in six hours, and Virginia was like eight hours. You got to draw this shit out all day. And in some states, years ago, comedy clubs actually ran those classes, and they would advertise them as, you know, comedic. Texas. Yeah, and te- the Texas comedy clubs definitely the comedic driver improvement. Come to our class. We're going to serve you pizza, and comedians from our club are going to be teaching it and so you're going to have a good time and virginia wasn't really about that like i didn't get hired because i was a comedian i just 
happened to get that job. But Virginia was like, nope, it's uh, real serious. We're sending spies in every now and then to watch your class, and you got to you gotta take it seriously. These kids need help. <laughs> Meanwhile, Texas is like, pizza party. Because yeah, the clubs could if, make money yeah, off. If them. if you had a if you taught and you were working in a town for the weekend, they would hook you up with teaching a class on that Saturday, also. So you get a little extra money. Yeah, like in Virginia, you had to get certified. I don't know what the situation was in like Texas. You had to get certified to be a teacher. You couldn't yeah, just yeah, do the same thing in Texas. You, know. you had to get certified, but once you were certified, pretty much every comic except me was certified. Yeah, <laughs> and then you would just teach. You would go to town and work, and they would hook you up. And the club would make money because the club makes money off people paying for the class. Yeah. They kick some to the comic. He gets a little extra money and uh, it's four hours long. Like who can't do that? So Texas didn't give a fuck. Uh, this guy though, on the Red Sox, Eduardo Rodriguez is 27 years old. Tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, clear to return to team workouts on July 18th but had not been activated because of myocarditis. But it's damaged his heart, at least right now. A heart condition. We're confident that he's going to make a full recovery and that his long-term prognosis is Are excellent. you confident? <laughs> is he? Rodriguez said on July 19th that his bout with coronavirus had left him feeling, quote, 100 years old. It took him about 10 days before he was able to do any light throwing. I've never been that sick in my life, and I don't want to get that sick again. Mm-hmm. Now, how is that not the most cautionary tale right now? <laughs> you know, like you all can't these- tell athletes, man. You can't tell them. So you, take the, you have to take decision away from them. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, all these guys, athletes assume a lot of risk. You know, in certain sports, especially football, you assume the concussion risk, blow out your knee, your career is over. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And you know, this might just be another risk that athletes are willing to assume. But when you see a 27-year-old and like I felt like I was 100 years old, and it's completely preventable. You can't necessarily prevent a concussion, right? Right. Coronavirus is 100% preventable if you just don't do this baseball thing. I mean, not 100%, right. but you know, it's very, very preventable. All you have to do is put them in a bubble, but they refuse to do that. And I'm telling you, a big part of this has to be with the political leanings of the people who run MLB as well as the NFL. I mean, you see it. You see it playing out, man. NFL can't be in a bubble. That's the problem. It's too many people. It's And you don't have an NFL season. Right. They don't have the luxury of that. Um, hockey can do a bubble. Basketball can do a bubble. Baseball, you're starting to get a little bit big on the size of the operation. 25-man roster, all these co- uh, multiple coaches, pitching coaches, hitting coaches, all that shit. And you need you know, you know, need all the facilities for that. NBA, where they claimed their bubble early. They're like, you know, we got Orlando. So yeah, <laughs> uh, everybody was probably wanting that. So what other bubbles are there at this point? Where else can people go? So there's a baseball has a thing in Arizona. Apparently, there's something they could do there. Okay. It's too late now. Uh, somebody put up a video from Nashville. People are out. No one's wearing a mask. They got signs up saying wear a mask. It's the law. People just out in their little party section. No one's got a mask on. People don't give they a They should fuck. just close that section of, of the town. That's the way you do it. You just close that section. We're just going to close this section because you people aren't paying attention. So we're just going to close this section. 
What about small businesses? Okay, well, you <laughs> fucked that up. <laughs> so you fucked that up, not us. Right. But it's summertime. Yeah, we know. We didn't have to be here right now. <laughs> I want to be in a sidewalk cafe right now. Yeah. Okay. The heat kills this shit. Yeah, it is. The heat, the, it's going to go away. Just like a miracle. It's going to go away one day. <laughs> is that what's going to happen? It's like vitamin D for depression. <laughs> is that what's going to happen? All you need to do is uh, get some vitamin D. I mean, I saw something on Twitter that said people with high vitamin D aren't getting sick. Uh, have some zinc. And then get your hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, zinc is another one. Like all these conspiracy people, they have like, all right, this is an easy way to beat coronavirus. All you got to do is. A lot of all you got to do is um, zinc, vitamin D, and I think they actually throw hydroxychloroquine into Hey, man, why haven't the doctors said to do these things? Because they're paid for, they're bought. They're bought by Big Pharma to push whatever treatment they're going to come out with. You know, we're all gonna have to pay for whatever vaccines that I'm not gonna take. I'm not taking. I'm just taking zinc, man. Medicine's just a racket for the Jews. It is a racket. <laughs> just a big racket. Ridiculous. Do we have any emails, Andy? We got a couple comments and emails, and actually, we got some beats from Infrared Crypto. Okay, we got to wrap this up shortly. So. Yeah, I don't know if I'm. I'm not really set up to do it today. Although PD's on, which maybe we can do a freestyle, but. Ooh. We got some comments on Patreon. Um, Ka said about last week's, I think, Monday episode, that was a wide-ranging conversation. LOL, Romaine was totally ready for candy-coated cocaine part two. I think he was ready. He's always ready. I also agree with him about the Mad Cats controllers. I pay top dollar for the genuine shit. Mike B might have added that. Roy Jones, y'all must have forgot his workout playlist by mistake because that shit is fire. Uh, if, if it's on Mike B's playlist, it's not fire. No. Right. If, if you have some overlap <laughs> with Mike B's playlist, you need to maybe take a second look. Um, we got a comment from Abasi. He says, oh, and uh, you know what? I'm going to go to the Patreon page because it's not coming up. Abasi sent us an email as well, so maybe I'll read that first. Why is it not coming up? Why is the internet all... Is the internet slow for everyone right now? Um, we had a power outage here off and on, so I don't know what's going on. Okay. I'll join this one. Here's Abbasi's email. Uh, March on Washington is the title. What it is, guys. Bossy here. Yo, glad y'all are keeping, keep bringing the flames to us every week, even though you two be hating. We all appreciate it. Glad y'all have been safe as well. By the way, Herman Kane passed away the other day from Dorona after months of saying the virus wasn't real and refusing to wear a mask. It's unfortunate he had to go out like that. His cause of that should should be changed to Coonan. <laughs> I don't think you can put that on a death certificate. I don't think you can put that. But. Um, how do you all feel about sports coming back? I think it's a little irresponsible, and it's not important enough to risk people's lives for some entertainment, but that's just me. I know ESPN's happy as hell, LOL. Uh, regarding the HBCU conversation, I definitely approve of Princessa going to an HBCU even if it isn't Howard. There are tons of choose from, but unfortunately, people only seem to know of Howard, Morehouse, and Howard's Spelman. close, man. <laughs> it's, uh, Howard's, Howard's right here. Yeah. It's close, dog. <laughs> so uh, He says, I am an alumni of Virginia State University in Petersburg, okay. Virginia, which uh -huh. also isn't that far. 
uh, all HBCU fam rides for their school like that. It's definitely a different experience than going to a PWI. Plus, I pledged a Black Greek fraternity, a lot of Phi Theta fraternity incorporated, which only added to the experience. Um, is, is it Iota Phi? What do you say? Or whatever. Uh, really put me on the road to being the man I am today. I know Rod and Karen went to Fayetteville State, which is pretty fire. In other news, have you all heard the D.C. march that is happening under the National Action Network, Al Sharpton's activist group? When is it? It's no. going to be the anniversary of the original march on Washington back in the 60s. I'm going to be out there volunteering as a medic. Uh, What's the date? Uh, it's got to be coming up. It was in August. Uh It'll be cool to meet you all out there if you plan to go. I think that shit's going to be historic. Anywho, appreciate you guys again for the consistently giving the content. Deuces, guys. All right, we got to look that up. Because I hadn't heard anything about it until this email. Yeah, but I'll go. It's kind of far for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Raphael on last week's uh, Thursday episode left a comment. Every deployment equals divorce rates going up in the military. The first deployment that I noticed. Well, I'm sure of that. Yeah, isn't that kind of the deal? Like the guy goes away and the girl gets yeah. lonely. Yeah. Well, the guy goes away and he starts fucking around as soon as he gets to another duty station. Uh, okay. I thought it was the girl that was fucking around, but maybe I'm a misogynist. Yeah, I think so. No, I think both are guilty parties to that. Yeah. Um. I remember that movie Jarhead. That was the whole thing. Like the guy's girl wasn't sending him letters. <laughs> she had moved on and he's lighting piles of shit on fire. <laughs> uh, Raphael says the first deployment that I noticed this was out of my boot camp, buddy. I was on shore duty for my first. He was supposed to be gone for seven months and it was extended to nine. The president can extend ship's deployment. My former buddy's kids and now ex-wife were not prepared. They had been together for almost six years before he joined the Navy and dude returned a different man. Fell in love with an older woman on his boat, Entanglement. See? It was 2010. See? And was See? gone. Wife found out. Wife found Jesus. It is now a Latina Trumpite. See? Uh, the radios in 757 be full of spouses reporting each other with deployment tea, asking for audience input. But I'm surprised that no one has made a reality show yet. Netflix holler. Uh, Andy you may have given me a marketing idea with the blood of Jesus purifier. <laughs> I got to check the Nigerian market and boy, I'm about to be rich. I'll send 10% to Andy, 10% to 3GO fam. I got orthopedic dress shoes too. It's sexy, but too loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. We got a couple comments on last week's Monday episode. Abasi says, why y'all playing that champion song? My Ron, Ron Artest is pretty hard. LOL. I remember hearing it in 2010. It got some Damian Marley-type dude singing the hook. Oh, and Roy has a feature on the Hood classic called I Smoke, I Drank. Really? Where his verse and last is, boy, is it fire. He's essentially speaking in third person for six seconds, LOL. The goat. Uh, Dancy says, in Japan, chicken thigh meat is more expensive and sought after than chicken breast meat. The breast meat has an image of being healthy but difficult to cook, too dry and not as delicious. Thigh-loving Rick would fit right in. Um, and then we got the email from infrared crypto. Hey, Andy Randolph and blank. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Uh, this is Ahmad, AKA infrared crypto. And I hope all's well, love the show as always. And I realize it's this upcoming month will be five years since I've listened to you guys. Also, I just want to send you all a few beats. I made 
for the upcoming project called Crypto Soul 3. It will be out this Friday, July 31st, so it's already out now, on Bandcamp. I'll release it on streaming services very soon. Without exception, you can use these beats for the show. I genuinely appreciate it. Um, it is six beats here, and Infrared Crypto is also on Spotify, so if you guys want to check out, he's got stuff on Spotify beyond just this project, but Crypto Soul 3, K-R-Y-P-T-O. Um, I can see if I can plug in. I don't know if it'll... If it'll Maybe I'll do like a freestyle to all six of them, like a jacking for beats. We don't got time for that. Pick one. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, too, it's... Uh, I don't know, because of the way Zoom does these things, I don't know if your voice will be loud enough over the beat. I'll try to keep the beat low. How about all that? All right, let's see what you got. And we'll see what happens. Now, there's six beats... So I guess we'll just we'll go based on title. We got Sunday afternoon, which is what we are today. Bright wave, lights let's, out. Let's go with Sunday afternoon. That's appropriate. Strong will continue. All right, let me pull it up here. Let's see if it'll work. Ooh, on the Sunday afternoon. La, la, That's appropriate. La. And if either way, I'll I'll use some of these beats to close out the podcast this week. All right. That's the crypto. Let's see if this experiment works. That's definitely a problem. Sunday afternoon. Yep. I like it. Yep. Uh, yep. Yo. Infrared crypto. Is it Ethereum or Bitcoin? I split your lip, boy. No, not you. Anyone who comes through giving me not the just due respect. I won't protect your neck. I'll inspect your neck, then eject your neck off your fucking shoulders. Steel strong as a boulder. My heart only gets colder. I know how to be a boulder, how to be a shaper, how to be a mover, how to be a shaker, how to be a cooker, how to be a baker. One thing I don't know is how to be a faker, uh, yeah, I'm coming in without an acre of land, I got money in my hand, though, so that's going to unfold eventually, incredibly, yeah, that's how I do it, flaunting these adverbs ain't nothing to it, flow coming out my mouth like fluid, fucking ejecting out of office like Scott Pruitt, yeah, once I get the fumes in the environment, I don't even know why you trying it, with S to the T to the double E, L, E, yeah, elementally, I'm better than you at the R, A to the P, and that is definite, you know, I'm gonna put your ass down on the sediment of the ground, leaving nobody to be found except yours, the rest are scores and leagues underneath the seas, yeah, please, that's what I say, not politely though, I blind and I slay, because I may, anytime I wanna bring you to your dismay, and I never play with these microphones, yeah, I'm just kicking a poem, and I'm liking a poem, because I like everything I do myself, I'm a DIY guy, fly guy, mm. Petey never opened his eyes, not once. Nope. That's not how Petey raps. Eyes closed. Eyes closed. Like making love to the beat. I do it with a mask. What? <laughs> making love to the beast. Oh, that's right. MF Zoom. MF Zoom. That's perfect. 
Operation Zooms Day, Sunday afternoon day. What? Yeah, hopefully that comes through on, on the Zoom, on the audio. Yeah, oh, yeah. I am because this beat, Mr. Infrared, so I'll be looking up your shit and writing stuff to it. Oh, I got, got a bunch help. of infrared crypto. In fact, you on can his, follow him on Instagram. He puts his yeah. beats up. On his SoundCloud, he has uh, a ton of stuff. He has a thing. I think he has a playlist just for the stuff he sent us, but he has otherwise tons of stuff beyond Fuck that. You. Let's do it. Um. Yeah, there's six beats here. Bright wave, lights out, strong will, deep guard. Oh, we gotta bring we gotta bring this one to a close. But that Sunday was nice. Thank you, thank you. That was dope. As usual. Yeah, I know. I think we gotta get you and Rod and uh you rod and have romancing hooks. Yeah. <laughs> what about Lambert though? He can rap a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. You know who surprised me once? Uh Dominic. Yeah, you said that. He no it was kidding. one. It was last fall. As it, it was, you were out of town, so it was Dominic and Tim and me, and we played an infrared crypto beat. And Dominic blacked out. I mean, he was riding the beat. Okay, I was okay. surprised, but he he couldn't duplicate it. We tried another one, and it kind of fell apart. But you know, he had a, he had a one shining moment. Yeah, <laughs> His one shining one moment. shining moment. <laughs> All right, let's bring this one home on Petey's Rhyme. We want to thank you guys for coming in with us. We want to thank Petey, as always. Did two nights with us. We need to see more of your face. We don't get enough. We don't get enough Petey Steele in our we'll lives. I don't think. Y'all got anything coming up? No. Um, <laughs> that's uh, yeah, not not really. My calendar's empty. No. Now, I alluded to some of the stuff coming on the paid edition, but you're going to have to give your guys money in order to hear about it. So I'm go. not in it here. You know, I turned down a show that was on the 31st, and I haven't seen any pictures from it. Did it not happen? Like the person who runs no, it. No, I haven't seen it either. Now, now you're saying that. Did it maybe get Mike canceled? Mike was going to be on that, but I don't know if Mike was on it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'll ask Mike. That? Yeah, now that you say that, no, I don't. I'm kind of trying to get a gauge of how these shows are going before I. They're going as well as you think they are. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't even mean about how the audience responds and all that because it's a sparse crowd anywhere. I mean the logistics of do the comics all huddle together in the back? Like, is that socially distanced? How does that work as far as do you bring your own microphone? Is everyone wearing a mask until they get on stage? What you know? How does it work? Because I don't really have a good understanding of how these things are going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the pictures don't tell the story, and that's the only way they have to sell these things. And, you know, they seem to be selling it quite well in terms of getting, like, good local talent to show up. But in terms of audience, you have a strong capacity of people that can show up. It's very curtailed, so it can only be but so good. Yeah, I just see a thing from the Church of Satire. They're doing outside shows mm-hmm. in a big yeah. ass field. So I mean, there's some shows in Richmond. Uh, the the Funny Bone is sponsoring them. It's outdoors uh, at like a golf club, and they've got like um, seats are very far apart. So again, I, it's it is what it is. But I, as far as these like little smaller rooftop shows, I'm like, well, don't you have to? Where are you all gonna sit? You know, all the comics, because yeah. usually the comics sit somewhere else. You know where they're going to sit. In the back. Mm-hmm. And it's always like one table, one little table for all the comics, you know, to sit down at. So, I don't know. I got I got questions, put it that way. Oh, me too. 
Brock Snyder sends me things about, oh, we're going to go to Connecticut. And I'm like, dude, you call me when there's no pandemic. I'm not cramming in no minivan with a bunch of other people. Change yeah. my snacks. Yeah. Y'all going to ride the whole way with masks on, really? That's not going to happen. Uh-uh. Yeah. And also, uh, the virus has reached Connecticut. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> anything, you taking it up there with you. Yeah. Hey, guys, it is booked like three nights at the North Pole, like totally virus-free until we bring it. But, <laughs> you know, a small crowd, socially yeah. distanced, you know, maybe Relax, like Connecticut's the home of insurance. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right, people. Well, thank you guys for coming in. You Y'all stay COVID free if you can. <laughs> yeah, so you can, it's 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 we're all gonna get it. That's what's you know, <laughs> we're all gonna get it. Jesus, Andy. <laughs> it's no. I mean, I wish that wasn't the case, but uh, there's too many stupid people out there. All we could right. have this shit knocked out in three months if we really tried. Yeah, we sure the hell could have. <laughs> could have. We had and uh, we have uh, competent leadership. Yep. Shit would have been done. Yep. You had competent leadership at one time. You had the choice for competent leadership, and you motherfuckers couldn't do y'all's part. So here we are. By the way, maybe next week we'll talk about the Ellen DeGeneres show. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, that we need to we need to do a deep dive on. It's that. a deep dive because I don't know. We'll tease it for a second. Maybe a month, two months ago, there was a hashtag, and it was people working on who had worked in the past on that show, right? detailing all the shit they had been through and saying right. Ellen was part of it. And now this new story is like, Ellen didn't know about any of this stuff. So I'm like, what about that long ass Twitter thread? Right. Where people were saying, you can't look her in the eye and she's a bitch to people and this and that. So I, the real story is, you know, I got to find some of those old. No sense. Usually it's somewhere in the middle and even in the middle it doesn't look good for her. It doesn't. And now they're saying James Corden might replace her. I mean, on that everybody likes him so far. Show. He's the guy that everybody likes so far. He's yeah. already got a show. Like, yeah, you know, how nice about a black woman? <laughs> like, how is this going to be Randolph Terrence and Andy Klein? Are we going to have that conversation <laughs> again? Like really a, a white male, straight white male is going to get another right. show, you know? Right. So, but yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot to unpack. There are a lot of black women out there. Gabrielle Union's roaming the streets. She could, <laughs> she could definitely come in and do something. If you're going with comics specifically, there, I mean, if you go replace Ellen with another stand-up, there's, oh, there's you got a lot to choose from. That's easy. Aaron Jackson, right off the top of my head, Let's give Aaron Jackson <laughs> yeah. a spot. Leslie you know? Jones could probably do it all. She's hosting something right now, but she's hosting the new supermarket show, Supermarket Dash, or whatever that show well, was. If James Cord is going to leave his late-night talk show for this, I think Leslie why Jones would, he would leave. Why, I think why Leslie would Jones he... would leave her supermarket show for this. Right. You right. Know? But why would he leave his late-night show? It's his show. Know. Why would you do that? I don't know. Maybe he'll do both. Yeah. So. Well, Steve Harvey's always sniffing around for a job. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> you, could bring in, you could bring in Godfrey and have him do Steve Harvey in, in, in the rest <laughs> of the show. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> his fucking Steve Harvey impression is, is fire. Yeah. yeah. Godfrey's Your stock, ass. <laughs> his stock has risen since yeah. Vlad gotten up. Yeah, it's the, the Vlad, man. That Vlad, the Vlad interviews. And he's funny. Don't yeah, he is. He's funny, but you know, those bad interviews have only helped. Yeah. Yo ass. <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Yo ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
All right, y'all. Y'all come on back on Monday. We'll be here yep. in some way, shape, or form. We'll be here for you. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. We got three guys on. Oh, I'm sorry, Petey. That's all right. Petey still. It was the, the delay on my end. Fuck that off. Let's do that again. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Petey, Petey still. Hey, we had three guys on, and we're out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.